0: Know, we have people who come in and just it blows their minds. They spend like an hour or two just going through the shelves and asking me questions and what are your thoughts on this movie and that movie? And God, yeah, that that instantly you you know these are your people. They have found their place. And that you know, that's what we're here for. But then there's other people who come in, and they're like, what is this? Oh, yeah. it's a video rental store. Uh you know, you can get that on Netflix. I'm like, Are you sure you can? Sure you can. <laughs> I'm aware, thank mm-hmm. you. <laughs> Then they ask me for free snacks and leave. It's like, yeah, I'll see you later. So anyway, I was still in these lounge chairs. I know how you feel. <laughs>
1: Actually killed his best friend. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. For sure. I was like, I'm talking about a lizard, man.
0: Trick some guys into blowing them, I guess. And then like, the whole thing sounds like a bad time. Right.
1: There it is. Right. All right, what's well, a good place to start. Uh, for the next episode of Discoursers. I am joined here today with Kevin Cole, owner, operator, singular moving force, pretty much, <laughs> of Cap City Video Lounge. Holy I mean, your cow. wife has helped you out a lot, oh yes, obviously, oh yes. And and the dog, what's his name, Scraggles, Scuzz, Scuzz, He's helped out a lot as well. Mm-hmm. You know, oh yeah, sitting around, moral support,
0: totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And,
1: yeah the, bit... and this place is fucking rad. Oh, Cap City Video Lounge, Tallahassee, Florida. Uh it's in Railroad Square. Oh, and yeah, it's rad. It's much better than the old place you guys had, which wasn't bad.
0: No, not uh, at all. It's just no one could find us, man. Yeah. It was it, the way the fuck out there. It's so funny. I remember like Google Maps would take people like past us on West Tennessee Street, so would take people to Quincy. Right. And they're like, Where are you guys? Like you gotta turn around and come back about twenty minutes. Yeah. Look for the uh Dollar General in the Fitness Church. Right. You know, not much foot traffic. It's like who's Who's over there? Yeah. So. I always thought that fitness church was some sort of front. Had It had to be it had have been. They were open two days a week. Mm-hmm. And, and only it, for like hours at a time.
1: And I, it was just like two tables with some brochures on it. Mm-hmm. That's all it was. I it think always, it was a Scientology front.
0: It's a possibility. Guess. It always reminded me of um, the church from They Live. Mm. Like you, know, you hear people singing, but there's no one really in there. They're like in a back room talking about right. how we're going to get the message out. So, you know. In my rich fantasy life, I was like, I bet you that's what's going on Right.
1: Door. Did they give you a pair of sunglasses at any time?
0: Uh, no, but then again, you know, they were hardly ever there, so maybe they were passing them out somewhere. Yeah, they were out doing the rebellion. Exactly, yeah, yeah man, they're fighting the good fight. Dude. So. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, I've always, I've always been impressed. Like, we were actually just talking about this, I'm probably gonna cut out the very beginning, but how welcoming this place is like particularly the aesthetic we're looking at right now we're in the front little room there's a theater in the back what three row how many seats is it
0: oh we've got three rows gosh there's about um 38 seats total you know I I run the place I should probably know how many seats we have (laughs) I literally have never counted Uh, (laughs) but you know we have a good chunk of seats we've got some couches some like bigger cushier seats in there uh but yeah gosh back before the pandemic I mean it didn't even matter how many seats we had like people would jam themselves in there for live events you know mm-hmm. we do burlesque and stuff into it was standing room only like you'd have people jammed in there and then like outside the door watching what was going on so
1: yeah i've been uh, to one of the comedy shows uh, i think it's one of the hugh mortals shows oh, their shows are the yeah, yeah. they killed it every that was, time that was full up mm-hmm. and then there was the show that uh, i think it was with raymond uh mm-hmm. did uh it was like two people in the audience And no one showed up to read all the other parts for The Room. Uh, Yes. Uh Yeah, so it was literally me being the narrator. And Raymond and John Strickland traded off parts by switching hats.
0: So they're doing every role. Yeah, they did every role. The lady roles and everything. Mm
1: -hmm. Are they switching up like voices and characterizations? Mm Mm-hmm. Granted, it wasn't awesome. It wasn't perfect,
0: but it it was awesome and how bad it was. I was about to say, yeah, that feels like in spirit with The Room. I mean, that's kind of spot on like not things not going as planned yeah that's that's perfect but yeah you win some you lose some sometimes you get jam-packed sometimes yeah. you don't yeah. yeah well he didn't he didn't promote it at all exactly but yeah what can you do
1: but yeah but you guys also did like double features triple features mm-hmm. things like that all the time um, it's always fun uh
0: you also did uh what was it the Mr. Science Theater. 3000 Thursdays yes yeah every Thursday now we're like you know I post a link on our Facebook page I'm like happy Mystery Science Theater 3000 Thursday right but yeah we would do a double feature um we would usually do them out here just because I wanted to watch them too Mm -hmm. uh but you know whenever we get a really good crowd we'd move into the theater and typically it was free of you know free of charge just go in there and watch the movie like don't even worry about donating or anything just Enjoy some Mystery Science Theater 3000. Yeah. I'm sure it was a rough week. Spreading the gospel. Exactly, man. Just laugh yeah. it off, man. Yeah. All is well. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Any uh, any solid future plans for opening the theater up again? Um, oh, man. Not at the moment, unfortunately. Like, you know, we heard about the vaccine. And it was like, oh, man, we're going to be opening up in April. But now it's like, man, with what's going on, the rollout, who knows when we'll still be allowed? Because, again... Like, showing movies to the public, it just makes me nervous. I don't want to be reckless and end up hurting people with having the theater open while this is still happening. Right. And I know, like, all of our live events, like humortals, Mortals, I'm Shaking Out Stir Burlesque, our, our um, filmmaker meetings, they want to be safe, too. And I know they're not going to come in here until things are somewhere back to normal. Right. So, until then... We've been creative so far with how we, we've been able to make ends meet by having the theater available for rent. We, we dropped the price of it for uh, people to come rent the place out and have like a little private screen or a private event, whatever they want to do. We have mm-hmm. birthdays, date nights, that sort of thing. And uh, How much is it now? Uh, it's $80 for like a two-hour block. And I mean, okay. I know people are like, what if it's two hours and 15 minutes? Like, I'm not going to charge you for those 15 <laughs> minutes. You know, right. like I get it. But, um, yeah, you can watch whatever movie. Like, we have over 7,000 titles here at the store, so you can choose from that. Um, We have a couple, you know, if you need to stream something, we can hook you up with that. Uh, And you can bring something from home. You can also bring outside food and drink. And, yeah, in those two hours, you can do pretty much what you want in the theater within reason I was just about to say say, (laughs) within reason you know no we're just
1: gonna play eyes wide shut on loop and have a little party
0: (laughs) no like Caligula style orgies in there (laughs) please unless you invite me okay right (laughs) but yeah man it's uh you know we've done that we have um you know gosh people have been written like mad and that's been helping us out a lot too Because, I mean, streaming, I feel like a lot of people have run out of options on streaming already with being home all the time. You just, everything dries up. You watch everything, you binge Mm -hmm. every show, and then, you know, what do you got?
1: Well, I also think it's it's helping out a business like this. I think it's actually going to come back a little more simply because now that there are so many streaming services one streaming service only has so much shit mm-hmm. and a lot of people don't want to pay for multiple. Exactly. And so they're like, well, now I don't want to have to pay for this. So I'll just mm-hmm. go rent something, you know? And then for this one movie that Netflix has on it, or this one movie that Hulu has on it
0: or exactly, whatnot, man.
1: then that would be rad to go back to the physical, just
0: the, the actual social aspect of it. Brother, you're not kidding, man. Like I always hear, you know, people come to me and talk, I read articles and I see about how certain movies are getting censored like weirdly censored, like they're cutting things out mm-hmm. of movies. And that's why we keep physical media around. That's why we have this collection is these, you know, we get the uncut stuff. And even, you know, the theatrical releases, like I heard they were cutting scenes out of Final Destination on Netflix. Too gruesome, I guess? What was, no, it was, it was weird. It's like a moment where one of the characters like goes like this like they're pretending to be hung, Mm -hmm. that's like a split-second moment, and they cut it out. Suicide trigger? Yeah, yeah. yeah. because that happened somewhere else on some Netflix original series. Like, it was blamed for something. Oh, the Hannah was something. uh, Oh, 13 Reasons Why I Killed Myself, or what the fuck ever. Something like that, yeah. So, you know, like, I understand they're corporations. They're Mm going to censor whatever they need to censor. But we we don't censor here. Like censorship's a dirty word at Cap City Video Lounge, man. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: I'm all about that. Yeah,
0: we want you to see you know what you paid for. You're getting the entire film. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we're about art. We're we're not about censoring things to right. save ourselves. You know. Yeah, and obviously, considering a lot of the
1: the posters around horror, is a big is <laughs> a big aspects. And censoring
0: horror, there there wouldn't be horror. Exactly. Like, what's the horror? point? Man? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So yeah, you know, I feel so bad for uh, the people who, you know, I don't know. I don't know if I can get into it.
1: Yeah, yeah no, I'll get up. Speaking of horror movies, because uh, I know you're an aficionado oh, yes. of horror movies. Oh, yes.
0: Uh, you watch Shudder? Oh, yeah. Uh, okay, have you seen Spiral? One of, the, one of my favorite horror films of last year, Fucking man. phenomenal movie. Incredible flick, Also, man.
1: one of the best depictions, like just normal everyday depictions i've seen of a
0: gay couple mm-hmm. yeah it's not over the top yeah. or like, it's not like the birdcage it's like these are feel like real non-caricature versions of Absolutely. a same-sex couple yeah. yeah it's refreshing for sure man 100
1: and also i like the fact that it was what i like to call psycho natural it's like supernatural but psycho thriller sort of thing hell yeah man so it has like that, that feel to it mm-hmm. yeah and they focused a little more on characters then, Big then pl- plot was important as mm-hmm. well because there was a twist and all, which we're not going to give away. Right,
0: but because it's a good twist, but, a great twist and a great message that's you know even yes, you know, yes. it brings it home to today. So
1: mm-hmm. absolutely, I was very w- without being by heavy-handed. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I'm super yes. So I recommend watching that movie. Big time. One hundred percent. Let's see. Oh, what what's the? I'm going to go with my notes here on this one. Yeah, man. Uh, what's the? What do you think? is the biggest movie that's had an impact on your life.
0: Oh, jeez, That's
1: had hundreds of
0: thousands. The one I always go back to probably the most, um, magical movie to me growing up. That kind of, uh yeah. Really did shape me. I would say is who framed Roger rabbit, man, 1988, <laughs> Robert Zemeckis, like from like a sense of humor to an aesthetic, like that super really dark. Cool. It's super dark. Mm-hmm. Like it definitely, um, you know, like, propped up my whole love of, of horror and Judge Doom. Oh, my God. That reveal. You know, I was a little kid. I was maybe, what, six years old at the time? Seeing this movie, and when Judge Doom reveals himself, uh, spoiler alert, but right. <laughs> <laughs> reveals himself to be a tune and those red eyes, and his voice is going up higher and higher, I was fucking terrified but I was also like this is the coolest shit I've ever seen in my life right like I cannot move I can't close my eyes like my heart's beating out of my chest but this is incredible right so from a horror fan perspective and Jessica Rabbit what can I say that I was like wow
1: yeah that not gonna lie there was a couple wet dreams about Jessica Rabbit <laughs> not gonna lie no, no,
0: no, there was a bunch of little boys watching that movie yeah. and it was like oh okay girls aren't that icky I
1: understand now that I feel sense. that kind of eye opening moment in that movie, but mine was for when uh he dips the shoe in oh the liquid. My God, because man. when you're a kid, you think cartoon and real life totally separate. Mm-hmm. And then now they're they're dipping the cartoon in the liquid and it's suddenly just a shoe. Mm-hmm. And you're like, it literally killed it. Yep. It killed the cartoon.
0: No longer exists, <laughs> like, man. Like, what? Uh-huh. <laughs> and as a kid, that's murder. Totally. Yeah, like, and and God, that the shoe is just like so like sweet and good natured. Yeah. And what, this life is meaningless? Like, what did this thing do wrong? <laughs> right. And this is the judge and his, right. like, goons killing off the shoe. Yeah. Like, it's nothing. And what's more horrifying than that, man? <laughs> right. So, yeah, and it's, like, squealing and what a nightmare. I remember that's um, actually a tattoo idea I had for my wife. I was like, you, you know, like, let's, like, what would you give for Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Mm-hmm. And I would get, you know, that shoe with, like, angel wings and no justice for tunes. Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> awesome yeah man no one would ever get that but, but the right um, people would the, that's like true. to me that's the yeah. best like the best shirts the best pop culture references the ones where the normal the normal people most people the mainstream <laughs> folks they're like you know they look at it and they're like oh that's interesting but then there's those people who are like that's, that's the greatest thing ever yeah and you get one of those two of those you know every year yeah. and Just that i feel of like, like that's a success that's sort
1: of like nice
0: exactly yes the point nice mm-hmm
1: you like, give the knowing look, the mm-hmm. nod. One of my people. Hell yeah, yeah man. <laughs> that was kind of the same thing because uh, we're both a big fan of They Live. Obviously. Hell yes. And uh, when I picked up that picture from uh, uh, the Joe Baden, I think was his name, uh, was the They Live with the, with the creature on it and mm-hmm. with the glasses and everything, oh, yes. Obey. And then I saw it was your birthday and I was like, oh, I gotta fucking. <laughs> i gotta fucking this has to go in cap city absolutely man that was fucking rad Mm -hmm. immediately thought because there there wasn't many people i was like i could hang this up many people won't get it you know but then i was like wait nope i know who'll get it
0: fuck yeah man (laughs) greatly appreciate it dude (laughs)
1: that was like a couple years ago now yeah yeah jesus time fucking flies god
0: you're not kidding
1: Joints are hurting, just thinking
0: about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, that's creak, that's The, the creak. thing I was noticing the other day, like, getting out of my bed. Holy shit. It was just, like, fireworks going off, like, knees. Yeah, yeah. and it, thurra thurra pop, pop, pop. <laughs> Mother of God, when did this start? Yeah, yeah. It's like that yeah. second alarm. After the first alarm goes off, you get up and oh, a skeleton falls into place.
1: Good morning. I'm starting to get a lot more pops from the, doing the kung fu thing, too. I God, got, I bet, man. I just got down from, like, a four-month break from that, from a broken rib, mm. like right near the front right there. That was not Is that pretty. thing totally
0: healed at this point or? I guess so.
1: Yeah, uh, It's not giving me any trouble, but I assume the first really good hit I get is probably mm. gonna aggravate it.
0: But hey. Well, mm. Your sparring partners are aware of this though, right? Yeah. It's like, try to avoid it, but yeah, you know, I mean, you know, shit happens. Shit happens, yep.
1: exactly. I mean, it's martial arts. That's why it's called of course, yeah. martial
0: arts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not just
1: arts, we're not right, saying Right.
0: No. <laughs> we're not just dancing here, man.
1: Right. It's, it's kind of a dance. It's just a dance you end up with a bloody nose, you know? <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's kind of, that's poetic when you think about it. Yeah. Wow. It really is. Like,
1: mm. uh, there, there's, a, there's a thing in it. That's like it's like, it's Wu Wei, which is a, a Taoist sort of concept of you are not a singular. Mm-hmm. You are part of the whole. Fucking so the whole is the singular of all things in the universe. So when you are, even if you're, you're getting a fight with somebody in a bar, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's no singular, like, you're just fighting this guy, or this right. guy's just fighting you. This is a fight
0: in a thing. Dude. Yeah, I fucking, I, I like that a lot. Yeah, and, you,
1: and you, you respect and work with the person, even if you hate him, even if you want to kill him, mm-hmm. even if you want to hurt him. You respect and, and have to know what that person is doing in the space, what you're doing, and it's, it's fun. I like it.
0: Yeah, that's a great philosophy, man. Yeah. It's very similar to
1: this. Actually, just with more bloody noses, again. <laughs> <laughs> the follow-up
0: episode, we'll beat the crap out of each other. You'll well, right, exactly, probably just yeah. beat the crap out of me. <laughs> maybe. I'll be on the floor.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you watch a lot of movies. I don't know. Maybe you picked up some choreography. Yeah, let's the do
0: the They Live fight, man. That'll be our next. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would be
1: like 45 minutes long. <laughs> yeah. it would be fucking awesome. Hell yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh, what was, what, was, what was the first movie you remember? Yeah, the first movie you remember that really made an impression on you—that you that you were like, "Oh, I remember that."
0: Um, probably, I would say, <laughs> I would say, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. That was—we had a VHS of that when I was very, very young. We had that in the house, and I just remember watching it over and over and over again. And um, again, gosh, I feel like it was almost kind of influenced by my mom to become a horror fan in a way because she kept bringing this stuff right to my doorstep she's like here watch temple of doom right okay yeah and you know i'm watching ghostbusters all this kind of macabre stuff but i and i know i'm not alone here i know a lot of other people grew up these images of people getting their still beating hearts ripped out of their chest and lowered into lava and burned alive and eating chilled monkey brains and nearly getting crushed with spikes and it's Finding that fun in that darkness, you know, I feel like that's what it's all about. You got to be able to like, kind of find the goodness in everything that's bad. You got to be able to at least laugh at it, mm. the situation, the peril. You got to be like, man, fucking give me a break, right? <laughs> yeah, you got to be able to laugh at it. So, but yeah, Temple of Doom, that was a huge one for me, and that's one of those VHS I can just remember being a little kid and just grabbing it, putting it in the v- VCR and. Going to town, man. Oh yeah. My short round.
1: My was definitely uh, Incredible Hulk TV show. Oh hell yeah! That was on TV. I'm 41, so a little bit older, but it was on TV when I was Mm -hmm. a small kid. And I remember every time he turned into the Hulk, I would run. Into the dining room and hide underneath the table. Because <laughs> it scared the piss out of
0: no me. No shit, yes. Yeah, every seriously. single time.
1: But I loved it. Mm-hmm. I would watch it every time it came on and I loved to get scared. I loved to run away. Mm-hmm. And I think there's something about it, I think there's something in horror that lets us tap into the things that we used to have that fear of predators, mm-hmm. which we don't really have much anymore until right. COVID, obviously. Yeah. Now we have a fear of a predator. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, 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 we've lived such a comfortable existence compared to what we used to, but our brains are still geared towards wanting that fight or flight to keep it trained almost in a way. And so when we see these things, we get, especially a very visceral,
0: you Mm -hmm. know, like,
1: let's just say like saw or something like that. You know what I mean? It's super visceral Uh you just feel it, every cut or the remake of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre is one oh, scene where he puts the guy on the hooks and he's trying to get off the hooks and he keeps falling back down on the hooks. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like
1: you, you feel it in a very real way no and
0: it kind of gets us off in a mm-hmm. hormonal way, you know? And yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's safe. It's like a roller coaster, man. You're watching this, but then you know, the lights go up at the end, you know you're gonna be okay, but you're mm. getting that taste of adrenaline, that taste of fear. And, uh, yeah, but it's in a safe environment. It's, get, you know, in a way, I feel like it prepares you for life in a way. It's like, I can make it through this. I can figure things out in my own life. I know it's kind of a weird way to look at it, but I feel like that's kind of what horror is all about is seeing an illustration of something terrible and realizing you have what it takes also mm. to make it through that. Right, right. Unless it's
1: one of those movies where, like, everybody dies at the end. And then you're just kind of stuck with just like, well, we're all doomed.
0: Well, hey, exactly. Well, that, I mean, that's kind of the truth of the matter. We all are. So, True. I mean, we can, we, we we learn to fight like, fight like hell. You know, we make it, we, we have to survive. We have to try to make it. And sometimes it doesn't work out, you know. We have to come to terms with that also, with our own mortality. And again, I feel like horror doesn't shy away from, you know, showing you that, yeah, we're, human we're you know i mean our skin is easy to penetrate we can get torn apart in a, a heartbeat so yeah get you know it's gonna happen sooner or later but don't allow it to happen easily you know fight for your life man fuck yeah mm-hmm.
1: that is what's important fuck absolutely yeah. i think that and carrying on the knowledge from one generation to the next mm-hmm. like the two most important things about the human race that make the human race what it is
0: fuck yeah man absolutely
1: Ugh. Why, why does the second sequel of movies always suck?
0: The second sequel? Yeah, so you're talking like, about, like, like,
1: the third entry? The, no, the third one's good. Sorry. So just the sequel. Not the, the third one. So okay. just the sequel. Why does that always suck? The third one's usually better. Second
0: ones usually suck. I don't know, man. Like, one of my favorite sequels of all time is Sexist Chainsaw Massacre Part 2. Okay. Like, that's one of my favorite horror movies. It's just, like, a bonkers dark comedy. Um... But then we're, if we're talking Poltergeist too, mm. like that's a hunk of shit. Yeah. Like that's a bad movie. Right. Nightmare, on Elm,
1: Nightmare on Elm Street. Like 1 and 3 were good.
0: 2 was wasn't in... I see. I mm. Man, you're talking to like the king of like rooting for underdogs. Mm. Like part 2 to me is just such an awesome departure from everything. And it's only the second movie in the franchise. You know, there weren't like the mythology really hadn't been fleshed out yet. True. And so it's a really cool... like kind of almost choose your own adventure thing where you're going to the standalone story in the nightmare on elm street franchise which you know they tried their best to connect everything after that Mm -hmm. like you look at one three four five it's all the same continuing characters it's the same story part two is its own thing Mm. and that's what i fucking love about it and how bold it was in 1985 to have that um homosexual context and i I mean, I know, you know, for a long time they said, oh, it's not there. People are reading into it. And then you find out, you know, later the star, the director, the writer, um, all put that influence in there. Mm-hmm. But Mother of God, I like, <laughs> I think it's a fantastic movie. Like, I hated it the first time I saw it too. Right. Like, the first right. time I saw it, I was like, what is this piece of shit? Like, you know, where's Freddy? What's going on? Who's this kid? I don't care. Yeah. Um, but but over the years yeah. watching it, it's just, I feel like it's become more and more powerful over the years and a really solid entry in the franchise. Okay. As a standalone. Like, you can choose to just go one. I mean, it three, was better than five. Freddy's Dead. So there's that. <laughs> the Looney Tunes version yeah, of the, Nightmare the, on Elm Street. The 3D
1: glasses and everything where uh-huh. he, his head blows up at the end and the 3 fucking things come out towards <laughs> the
0: screen. Yeah, that shit's hysterical. And again, I love that one too. I, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> it's um like what I loved about Freddy's Dead. It's suddenly we're not talking about, like, the kids really on Elm Street anymore. It's not these kind of um, white-collar, upscale kids with their collared shirts and their cardigans and stuff. It's no longer kind of, like, upper-middle-class, rich kids dealing with Freddy. Suddenly, you have these kids at a halfway house. Mm. And they're all, like, you know, back, back in, like, let's look at Nightmare on Elm Street 4. What's the kids' deepest fear? Roaches. Okay. Well, yeah. Another kid's deepest fear is asthma. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's, you know, I can, you know, Freddie can use that. Go to Freddie's dead, and all these kids are like victims of abuse. Mm. And Freddie uses that and mocks that. And to me, like, that's terrifying. And it's weird because it's played for laughs, which in a way I feel makes it even darker. <laughs> right, right, Like that poor kid who's like, mom's like, oh, you don't hear too good. Let me shove this Q-tip in here, which is why he's like deaf. hmm and then you have, you know, the girl who's a victim of, you know, molestation by her father. And Freddy using that, I feel it's just a, a great, a brilliant, dark concept. And I, I, um, I wish more Nightmare on Elm Street movies would go for that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but Freddy's Dead is the only one that did it. And of course, it's all this goofy bullshit surrounding Like, it's all very cartoony i mean you know that part where <laughs> the kid's in the you know has got his parachute or whatever you think oh, i'm your daddy and freddie's pushing out like a bed of nails for him to fall out you know <laughs> doing takes to the camera and winking right it's, it's just it's, it's a stupid movie but it's a dark movie and you know it's a really interesting brew of themes which is why i really yeah i will champion freddie's dead as well i'm that weirdo <laughs>
1: <laughs> I actually don't remember it. I actually don't remember it that well. I just remember not liking it. Yeah. But I'm and gonna I, have to go and back and watch it. it now because definitely the, the fears being real fears, like real actual deep dark fears oh, compared yeah. to what in Dream Warriors where the guy's in a comic book. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a huge difference there.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I know um Rachel Talalay, who uh wrote and directed Freddy's Dead almost made Freddy's Dead as an answer to that movie. You're talking about Freddy, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Part 5, mm-hmm. The Dream Child, which was just so dark. And it's um like gothic themes, you know, the, the theme of teenage pregnancy. And then the whole movie's very dark. Like you look around and, you know, suddenly Weston Hills is a gothic castle and uh, they're running around in Escher paintings. And, yeah, she tried to make like a funnier, goofier movie. and Right. You know. And it just seems like a weird way to send off Freddy. Like suddenly he has a daughter, and she kills him with his own glove, and then sticks a piece of dynamite in him, and blows him up, and his head shoots out of his own mouth. I don't know. Yeah. Three, Three heads. Th- th- that demon heads or whatever. Oh, the yeah. demon heads fly yeah, out. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: Where he's in the burning building, like he had been burned because he was a
0: pedophile, right? Yeah, he's he a pedophile remember? who got off on a technicality. Right. So yeah. they went and burned his house down.
1: That's right. And then, man. so he dies in the house that was burning in the original thing, too, which was kinda cool. Mm-hmm, to call back. Mm-hmm. That was kind of cool. Is this place exactly how you pictured
0: it? Um, I'd say it's even better than I pictured it, honestly. Um the whole Genesis really was well, the Genesis is a long story, but the the concept of how this place looks and the feel of it, it was basically taking you know, our living room, and transplanting it into a business. Because hmm. I had a pretty pretty extensive DVD and Blu-ray collection before we opened this place. Um, and all those movies were just sitting there. Yeah, and you know, I'd go home at night and maybe pick one to watch. And you start thinking like, why am I not sharing this with more people? Like, why, it's just sitting here collecting dust, this whole collection of movies. And um, yeah, it's, Basically, we just, you know, put a TV in here and brought the couches and tried to make it feel like home, which at this point, it really is, you know, second home to me. Right. Mm-hmm. As you can see
1: by your aesthetic over here, like you're sitting in the, <laughs>
0: yeah. the recliner chair. It just the... blend into my surroundings.
1: That's right. <laughs> <laughs> is this, was was this a sort of a... Was this an idea before you started working at uh, Video 21, which was a previous video store that you worked at, what, similar
0: to this? Definitely, you, um, but, you know, I, I, you know, I kind of grew up in video rental stores. I was going to the movies every Friday at the theaters. We would rent movies every weekend. And uh, Video 21 was really my spot, that and Turtles Video. Um, but there was a Video 21 in Killarn when I was a little kid, and we would always go there. And then eventually migrated over to the um, one on East Lafayette Street. But, like, this place is basically all the ideas I wish I could have done for Video 21 to keep it alive. Mm. But they, you know, they went out of business. Uh, It was right right around the time of Redbox and Netflix really coming to fruition. We outlived Blockbuster. Mm -hmm. But, like, the writing was on the wall. We weren't making a whole lot of money anymore. Right. And... Yeah. We just, you know, eventually they had to shut the doors and there wasn't any money to spend on making the place different, having it adapt to the situation. Right. So Cap City Video Lounge is really everything I wanted to do for them. Like having the snack bar, um, expanding the rentals, having the theater where you could have events. Mm -hmm. That was a big deal to me. That's something I really, we had to do. Um, To make it not only a movie rental store, but kind of a Cultural hub an event space a place for people to gather uh, But yeah, this is everything I wanted to do and what's funny is if you ever went to, if you ever went to, if You ever went to video 21 uh, you'd remember, you know You'll remember the colors of the walls and we pulled we took those colors and moved them over here like the purple the green And the red and that was like a okay. weird subconscious thing I didn't realize we had done that mm-hmm. until somebody's like oh you picked the same colors. Oh Shit, I really did didn't I right? Yeah, so, you know, we've got that, we've got the sign on the wall. We just, we're doing our best to keep Video twenty one spirit alive because that's yeah. where all this kind of came came from.
1: Awesome. i say you're doing a damn good job.
0: Thanks, man.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Love it. Fucking awesome. Uh, let's see. A little bit of a lull there because I'm looking at my notes.
0: Hell yeah, man. <laughs> so, uh,
1: I mean, obviously you've been... Obviously, you've been uh, uh, weathering the storm Oof. of COVID. Good God, man! Yeah,
0: yeah, that was uh, that was terrifying. Mm. Uh, it's still terrifying, but man, like right at the get go, like January and February, January and February were two of the best months we had had here. January, February, twenty twenty, and uh, yeah, man, COVID happened, and it just you know, we had to shut down. No one knew what was going on. Um, I stayed open until a little bit of March, and then I had, I just, I was like, we got to shut this place down. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we paid our, you know, they they didn't stop charging us rent, so, you know, we had a little money saved aside. We were able to make a couple months. We actually, we were only able to shut for, like, one full month. Mm -hmm. And then we had, you know, we had to open again. Right. And we had to come up with ways to be safe, and ways to get customers in here without risking them Mm -hmm. and ourselves. So yeah, it's been a real interesting learning curve, but I feel like we, we, we've weathered the storm well and now we're doing well again, but for a couple months, we didn't know if we were going to be open and that was terrifying because so many people have come to like, this has become their place. This is where they come to, this is where they gather with their friends. And you saw that, you saw like the
1: kind of the the devastation after Video 21 goes Mm -hmm. or something like that or one of these other familiar kind
0: of cult-like places for cult movies, things like that. Exactly. And we didn't want to, you know, it it just, it would have, it would have killed me to have had Mm. to shut down because of COVID for this pandemic to have happened for not, it was just a nightmare scenario. And every month, you know, rent would start coming up and it's like, man, are we going to be able to make this? Like how, you know. We, what's gonna what's gonna happen
1: Yeah, there's something to be said about keeping the oasis for passion for being nerdy. Mm-hmm. And then, which is which is what I was telling you earlier about the entire point of this podcast. Like be nerdy, be passionate, Hell be yeah, fucking man. like nobody's going to shit on you. <laughs> I might I might shit on people, you know, a little bit, but it'll even
0: be in joking manner. Or of course, you yeah. Know what I mean? Yeah, nothing yeah. wrong with some good-natured ribbing, man.
1: But there needs but there definitely needs to be spots for us to just totally be us exactly. and with, without that they like that creative spirit dies mm-hmm. and that's not pretty that's the truth it's not and i think that covid has has definitely put a, a mortal wound in that almost that kind Absolutely. of like everyone well put the passion the creativity mm-hmm. that we had but I do think that like afterwards, it's gonna pop off.
0: Oh no doubt. Yeah, it's gonna be like the Roaring Twenties, man. Yeah, it's gonna be insane. Yeah. I cannot wait. Yeah, it's gonna get weird. <sighs> and it's gonna be great. It's great gonna be it experimental, all,
1: fucking awesome. Moving mm-hmm. forward.
0: Yeah, definitely. You know, like people aren't gonna take things for granted anymore. It's gonna be like, let's fucking have fun. Let's make it happen. Like whatever art project I had, like I've been putting off. Let's make it happen. Yeah. Let's do this. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it tremendously. And uh, we've actually had. Weirdly enough, um, a lot of people shooting, like, short films here in the last few months. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know we have a feature length. They're going to shoot that here coming up, like, Like in the next few months. Yeah, at the store. Like, it's set at Cap City Video Lounge. Nice. So, yeah, that creative spark's, like, happening. It's steadily resurging. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, man, we're getting there, dude. That's why I decided to get just to continue the
1: podcast and a couple of other things that I was doing because this mm-hmm. is the perfect time. Like, what else are you could do? Whether off time, exactly. Going to bars? Probably not. <laughs> you know what I mean? Most likely not. So, you know?
0: s- sit at home and get shit faced? No, no, yeah. no, no, no. Yeah, I mean, God you could do something. You
1: can sit at home and get shit faced as long as you're writing down <laughs> notes about something. You know Hell I mean? yeah, man. They might not make sense the next day, but at least you're doing something. Precisely. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. I actually like to do that on a typewriter. Uh, get drunk and just have these crazy ideas just type it out oh man next day it makes absolute fucking zero sense <laughs> but there's little nuggets in there we're like oh okay there's okay there's something see all right you go know, drunk joey go
0: god that's a great idea and on the typewriter man yeah yeah it almost sounds like a train chugging along
1: yeah yep. yeah i got two of them i got a electric one and a manual one. Ooh, which one do you prefer uh manual definitely yeah, yeah. actually got I it from that that uh a thrift store right over here. Oh cool man. Yeah. For like thirty bucks. It's like old nineteen fifty two, fifty-four. Can't beat that man. Mass it's supposed to be portable, but it weighs like fifty <laughs> fucking pounds. Comes with like a technically a portable case. Uh-huh. I think it's heavy as shit. <laughs> uh did you ever think about uh turning into a porn theater, you know, then make it through <laughs> the make it through the tough times COVID. You might have to mop oh. the floor a little bit. Ugh, you,
0: know? Not, you know, the thought had crossed my mind <laughs> um get some booths you know <laughs> over here. get some spank booths yeah. yeah man that's what Tallahassee needs no no plus you'd be employing a cum mopper
1: you know uh-huh. that's another job that's right there
0: that's true yeah open yeah. up a job one job helping Spreating the economy that's true yeah releasing tension stress relief um yeah. you know hey the future is not written yet my friend but so you, we'll but see but you can
1: take just take clips from horror movies with just like the the nudity
0: and just you know, totally we, we could do that, man. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> oh man, that'd bring in an interesting clientele. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: You definitely New see that. scenes the, only.
0: Yeah. <laughs> City after dark. Indeed.
1: So this is interesting. I was thinking about this the other day. There's this interesting uh, cycle where culture forms the mind. And the mind forms the movie, which is based off the culture, but then the movie forms the culture, mm-hmm. and then the culture forms the mind, and it keeps going in a circle. Mm-hmm. What do you think is, is, is the most zeit, the, the zeitgeist movie oh of, God. of let's just say from 2010 to 2020 Ooh. and, and so far in like 2020 to 2021?
0: Man, uh, I would say this current, like, renaissance in horror cinema has a lot to do with where we're at and uh, the last four years, I would say. Um, like you look at stuff like Get Out, uh, Green Room, Midsummer, Hereditary, it's all dealing with repression. It's all dealing with horrors that have been with us since, you know, the founding of our country. Mm. Um, like there's grand ideas, there's smaller ideas, like Hereditary, the family unit... And the horror that's within that get out. The idea like how racism has grown and mutated over time. And these are impressive fucking horror films. And I feel like they are the perfect zeitgeist for our times. But I feel like horror always has been. Typically like you don't really understand. And I don't even think the filmmakers themselves really get. How important these movies are and what these movies are saying about their times. Right. Like you go back into the. Like, that original golden age of horror, American horror, mm-hmm. from, like, 19, I would say started with, like, 1968 with Night of the Living Dead, George Romero's Night of the Living Dead, and went through, like, 78 with Halloween, probably. And in that span of time, you had Texas Chainsaw Massacre, um, Last House on the Left, and these really impressive, violent, um, kind of insane films that I feel had that were part of the footprint of the times Mm. and really had something to say about it without realizing they had something to say about it. Yeah. About hippie culture, Mm -hmm. um, about, you know, the Nixon era, about Vietnam. And it was all right there in those movies. Like, the spirit of the time. And weirdly enough, I feel that same way about the Saw franchise and, like, the 2000s. You know, I kind of... The whole... What, what was it called? Porn, uh, torture porn. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, you look at that, and you look at the war in Iraq, you look at what we were doing at Guantanamo Bay, and you mm. look at SALT and imposing your beliefs on somebody else. Right. Or you die. Or you're going right. to get tortured to death. You're going to get tortured no matter what. Right. But if you don't flip to how my moral compass is set, mm-hmm. you're fucked. You got two choices. That's terrifying. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, I went and saw them, I'm like, oh, they is just being gross to be gross. And then over time, I'm like, wait a minute like think about why these movies were popular why we have what eight movies chris rock's making a new one that's coming out next year why were these popular and i think you know you look Wait, at like Bush- chris rock is going to be in a saw he's starring mm-hmm. producing and it's based off his idea yeah it's supposed to come out last year but of course it's right. coming out sometime in 2021 it's called spiral oddly enough Spiral from the Book of Saul or something like that. Hmm. It looks really interesting. It's him. Samuel L. Jackson is in it. Uh, and it's the first time I've really been like, oh, this looks kind of interesting. Like, let's see where they take the Saul franchise from Chris Rock's perspective. Right? Okay. Cool, man. It's also really interesting to see what the primary
1: fears are, are different between, say, like, white culture and black culture or, like, straight culture and and... Uh, gay culture. Totally. Or, or LGBTQ yes. plus culture. Mm-hmm. And there's completely different fears. Big time. And when you look at that, you're like, oh, that's the psychology of that particular group right now. Mm-hmm. People don't nail it all the time, of course. Of course not. It comes, sometimes it just becomes a trope or mm-hmm. it's not even a character. They're just a plot device or whatever. Exactly. But yeah, you, you definitely nail down exactly what people fear. The the other spiral that we were just talking about on yes. Shutter was mm-hmm. definitely like there was, like before even anything kind of like any homophobic stuff started happening i'm not going to give anything away but before any homophobic started, stuff started happening there was still already a fear
0: there there's already that tension yeah because yeah. we you know feel it yeah we it know what people have to put up with doesn't and, even have to be said and that's what's and that is why not just horror but really good cinema that's what draws me to it is because it puts you in their shoes it makes you see the world through someone else's eyes mm. from someone else's perspective and that's a learning experience like for a lot of people if they don't see it represented with respect on somebody's end, like you know God for years and years it's been caricatures but they're now like filmmakers I say now but over the last few decades you know and since the beginning of time there have been people bold enough to make art that represents certain people and represents them well mm-hmm. realistically and makes a point about it and I mean, that's the best in cinema. That's going to a film and not going there for escape, but going there to see a mirror put in your face that reflects society, reflects other people. Mm. There's no way but to come out with empathy for others. And that's why I love movies. Like, sure, I love escaping. I love watching stupid movies and laughing at them. That's great. That's fun. And that's what movies are for as well it's entertainment but man it's when it's art like it can change your entire perspective on life and i mean that's why that's why i'm a huge movie fan that's right. why it's you know that's my form man is cinema so
1: yeah yeah and cultural exposition
0: yes almost mm-hmm.
1: yeah i can dig that hell yeah man. yeah yeah i was just thinking about that cycle the other day you know I, I got in a weird spiral <laughs> <laughs> pun intended hey. Yeah, <laughs> very nice, very nice. <laughs> oh, mm mm mm. So is it? Uh, so you have a real job, which we're not going to talk too much about if you okay. want to talk to this about. It. If you want to, you can. whatnot? not. But so, do you, do you plan on like? Is this your plan? Is this your is this Cap City is your main plan? Like you want to keep doing it
0: for? Oh yeah, this is yeah. Until until I drop, man. I'm hoping yeah. to run Cap City Video Lounge. It's. It's my passion. It's my love. It's my baby. This is, uh, you know, this is where I look forward to coming every single day is Cap City Video Lounge. Uh, you know, <laughs> in the beginning, it was a stressor. Like, I'd come here, and we'd have no customers. Right. Like, it's, you know, a zero-sum day, and it's like, fuck, man. this mm-hmm. goddamn, Come on. Just the lights being on at that oh. point. It's like, oh, maybe we should turn the lights off. Exactly. It's like, comes don't in. run the <laughs> air conditioning. Yeah, turn <laughs> off the fridge. Uh, but, man, it's, I, I knew I knew it would take off it just was a matter of getting people to it, mm-hmm. getting the right people out here. And, uh, now it's just, I love it. I love coming out here every day. I, I love, you know, it's still a struggle, but I fucking, I love the struggle and I'm doing it for my people. And, you know, I definitely have to have the day job because like every single dollar goes right back to cap city video lounge and keeping this place running every dollar we make here. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, I will be keeping the day job for the foreseeable future. Um, not only, you know, to pay my house rent, but, uh, to, you have to have health insurance. Like mm-hmm. I have to have health insurance. Mm-hmm. So, but, uh, <laughs> it's a weird place to go, but yeah.
1: We're, well, I, I think that's, again, that, that, that nails a lot of people right now. Yeah, man. Like the, the health insurance problem is huge. Like even if you have this other passion where you can make a little bit of maybe survive off of, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, what people used to do. Like, you could just go into your creative endeavor and just, just take the leap. Just quit your job, take the leap, go into it. And even if you're, like, kind of near rock bottom, mm-hmm. you can still kind of, you know, cruise through a little totally. bit. yeah. But that's not the case. Not at anymore. all, man.
0: Yeah, you need to, if you're hurting, you got to go to the doctor. You better have some fucking insurance, man. Or you're. Yeah. I mean, that's that'll set you back for months.
1: And especially if you end up chained up in a... Old dirty bathroom, and you have to cut your foot off with a rusty oh, saw.
0: God. We've all been there, right? Yeah, we've Shit. all been yeah. there,
1: and make sure you have health insurance. Yeah,
0: can you reattach this? Yeah, uh, I can't pay that much. <laughs> oh, well, throw in the dumpster. Indeed, <laughs> <Dude. laughs> it's good having your foot. Yeah,
1: well, and put it in the crock pot. We'll <laughs> see what that's about. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's good eating. Yeah, yeah. this saves money too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you can mm, just freeze it for a while. gotta be too. frugal. Yeah, you lose yeah. that foot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's call it. Sir, thank
1: you. The, what? The, okay, yeah, it yeah. was great.
0: It was great being here, man. Yeah. Thank you so
1: much for having um, me. That's Kevin Cole. Thank you. And that was fucking Rad, owner of Cap City Video Lounge. Hell yeah, man. Tallahassee, Florida, Railroad Square. Check them out. They got what you said, 7,000 titles?
0: Over 7,000 titles, man. Getting more Hell every yeah. single day. Mm. And yeah, the
1: theater, we'll see how the, the vaccinations go. Yeah, man. But I'm sure uh, you can follow them on Facebook for all the. Uh, for all the information about theater or you know yeah we'll new titles that come
0: out yeah we'll absolutely keep everybody posted but yeah facebook our facebook page is the the page to follow
1: oh yeah cap city video lounge mm-hmm. okay thank you sir
0: my absolute pleasure man Boom.
1: and always remember to go fuck yourself <laughs> <laughs> that's my call out you know, that's yeah. beautiful yeah, yeah.